this this may not be entertaining, but Blake just heard nope. something fucking in his room. Hold on. God damn it, I know what it is. He just heard some shit moving around, and then he just goes, fuck, I did. At which point, I commanded him to turn on his Audacity recording. So let's get into this. Let's see what's going on. Fuck. Oh. Where are you, you little bastard? <laughs> He's going after him. He's getting it. I'm... Alright, everyone, put a, put your votes in the comments. I'm gonna say it's a possum. It's a possum party at the Blake Danner house today. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, what just happened there? Whoa! Oh, fuck! Oh, he's going. He's going, ain't he? Oh my god, Blake! Oh, that possum's Riley! That Fucking hell! That I think his name is Riley. That's the name of the possum. He's lived in Blake's closet for years, and he always has to kick him out like a fucking Uncle Phil kicking out Jazz on Fresh Prince. <sighs> Not again. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this plays into the story I'm going to tell you on BS okay. later. Okay, well, this is now, this is officially the pre-show to BS, so you might as well tell it. This is the cold open. I got mice. Oh, no! This house has had mice in it ever since we moved in, but they were never really a problem until recently. Yeah. This is so much to the point where, unbeknownst to me, my mother put glue traps around my bedroom. Uh -huh. Well, today I was cleaning up. And I, I was looking under my bed, and I noticed one of those glue traps. And I was like, oh, it's got a, it's got a couple of crickets on mm -hmm. it. Huh, that's the, oh, there's a dead mouse. <laughs> oh, no! And then he just started doing some sick-ass dubstep. He was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I made that joke earlier today to a friend I was having dinner very with. Very good, very good. Man, he's had the sickest drops. Boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tanner. Hey, it's me, Blake Tanner, and the I'm here with Scotty Moore. That's and I'm tired of doing creative intros. <laughs> oh, only one week into the BSL and Blake is already like, fuck this whole show. I just wish we could. Although, to be fair, we may, well, not we. I say the BSL was broken on accident. I say there was a definite miscommunication. <laughs> Well, the thing is, we went out last Saturday to this thing in Atlanta, and about ten minutes into it, we were like, there's a lot of people, we, we're not drinking, let's get the fuck out of here. And so we went to the Vortex, which, by the way, if you, the Vortex is amazing if you're drinking. If you're not drinking, the Vortex is just kind of like, oh, sup, everybody? <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry I got to the party late. Um... And so we were sitting there, and I remember the Vortex has, like, this giant-ass Moscow mule that is made specifically for multiple people. At which point I texted you, 
hey man, I just figured out how we break the, or like the perfect, it was something like the best way to break the BSL is with the giant Moscow mule. At which point, <laughs> I think I flipped the switch in Blake Tanner's head. <laughs> well, that was the point where it reads as you were saying, but BT dubs, we're going to have to push this back a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That was after the fact, because then you were just like, oh, I broke mine with a $30 bottle of wine. And I was like, fuck Blake, what? What? He was like, I didn't do it until after you drank. And I'm like, I didn't drink. I was just saying that's how you break it. Um, you although, should have worded your things more carefully. Now I have an open $30 bottle of wine that's <laughs> going to go bad by the time we finish this. Yeah, it's all right. Well, I'll buy you a new $30 bottle of wine when it's all over. But I will say, that does push the BSL's end date to a Saturday that I swear to God was made for the end of the BSL. Because there's, like, a beer festival in Atlanta, and, like, Ludacris is performing or someone? Like, at this big festival they're doing in Atlanta? Some dude. Some dude named Ludacris. And I think Tenacious D is performing the next day at that festival, and I'm like, Blake, that's we just go to Atlanta and we die. We're just going to go to Atlanta, and then they won't. there will not be a load of BS that week, because there will be no more Blake and Scotty. <laughs> do you think... Okay, do you think we can somehow get a free drink out of being like, we haven't drank for 69 days, and we're breaking that fast with you guys at the Vortex. And then they're like, fuck it, everything's free for you guys tonight. We're going to take this BSL out. Yeah! Uh, we done. Oh, man. In other, should we explain the cold open? The cold open that we recorded two days ago before we recorded Fight Boys? <laughs> no, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. <laughs> it just stands on its own that Blake mm-hmm. has, is fighting raccoons and rats in his house. Yeah. Well, it was all brought on by the fact that apparently we are selling the house. Didn't you guys just move into that house? Less than three years ago. Yeah, exactly. And the this decision to sell the house was made less than two weeks ago. Okay. After less than a week of deliberation. Okay. Because my parents want to build a house now, so... But before they can build the house, they have to sell this house. My question to them is, what are we going to do in the in-between times after the house is sold and when the house is being <laughs> exactly. built? Because we have nowhere to go. Yeah, you can't exactly just like, they don't, do they think a house is just like a day and it's like, fucking did it. Oof. House is here, guys. Maybe you've got like Amish relatives and they're going to call them in. They'll be like, we raised the barn in an hour and then the next day we're going to give them their house. Right, thank you, yeah. Uncle Josephine. What? We also gave you a barn with the house. Gave you the barn? Teach and the as a housewarming present, we gave you two of our good milk cows. <laughs> we dug out a basement for that one podcasting boy to live in. I hope he appreciates it. More of a cave, really. <laughs> it's more of the underground shame cave that we're going to throw him in and let him do his online podcasting. You know, though, that thing can survive a 30 kiloton uh, nuclear explosion, though. That's where yeah. we're going to be coming when we come to see you. Yeah. How, do, how do I know what a kiloton is? I'm an Amishman. Which, by the way, the other day Jim was talking to me about opposite attractions. He goes, apparently one of our listeners is Amish. And I was like, no, they're not. 
<laughs> Unless they're on the worst rum schmeringa of all time, and they're celebrating by listening to opposite attractions, I don't think they're Amish. I'd say that's a pretty good rum springer. <laughs> how'd you spend your How'd you spend your rum springer? Well, I went out and I drank every ounce of liquor I could, slept with every woman I could, and then I finally came back to the Amish life. What did you do? I listened to two assholes build a theme park. How long that take? Ah, like a day. There are not that many episodes yet. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice day, though. So anyways... I had to ride a train. No, the other day when you said, like, you were talking about, like, oh, yeah, we've got to move all this stuff out of our house, I thought you guys were just, like, taking extra shit and taking it nope. somewhere else. No, you're just, gone. Mo- <laughs> you're just... I'm going to burn it down. Fuck it. Burn it down! <laughs> Blake Tanner oh. taking out his house brick by brick. Oh, and so yeah, I've been dealing with that. That's been happening. What's been happening with you? Man, it. I had a rough day today, and I immediately got it turned around. It was like immediate karmic justice. Like, I was just like walking around my store like, all right. Because we're going on vacation tomorrow, and you know the day before a vacation, that clock goes <laughs> a slower. And so I... <laughs> That's the worst, like, that's some, that's some comedy, that's like 90s stand-up comedy right there, just like, what's the deal with clocks right before vacation, am I right? We wanted to go fast, but it goes slow! That's Uh, amazing! Was that what comedy was in the 90s? Also, I'm a bee that wants to fuck a lady! Buzz, buzz! I did! I did it! Um... But then I yeah, died. And so I'm just sitting there like I'm trying to my... I live for like 36 <laughs> hours. So I'm just sitting there trying to maintain, trying to get through my day. <laughs> and near the end of the day, this woman comes in and me and her are messing back and forth for a while. And she's just like, all right, what's your name? I said, Scotty. She goes, Scotty, nice to meet you. My name's Shaka. Nice to meet you, Shaka. And then I held out the hand for a handshake. But Shaka had turned around. I was like, Shaka, No. At which point I looked at her, I'm like, girl, don't you deny my handshake. And she turns around and she goes, you know I ain't about that life. And then she comes in and just like full on hugs me like this big embrace. And I was like, you just made it all worth it, Shaka. This five hours of work, this five hours of labor, all for you, Shaka. Thank you. (laughs) So this is, this is a message from the BS. Hug people. It don't matter. Don't matter if they want it or don't. Just hug them. Give them that love. It releases endorphins and uh, fucking some shit. I don't know. It makes me feel better because I felt a lot better. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good day. Do you know what happened to me today? You're like a random person hugged me without consent. Don't hug people. No. Uh, it was raining for a good bit today, so yeah. I had my rain jacket and stuff on. But as I was walking back to my car from work, and I kind of park a good way away from my office, right? I was walking past the green at uh, UAB, our yep. in local university, and somebody had it in their great minds that since it was raining all day today, they were going to be testing the sprinkler systems. Now... I think the when you test a sprinkler system, it's to make sure that it's fucking sprinkling. And I don't think you can see it if rain is all around you in all well, kinds of wet. 
it wasn't raining at this point in the day. It was just kind of drizz. It was just kind of horrible. Just kind it of was, jizzling around, right? Yeah. And the sprinklers weren't so much sprinkling as they were shooting jets of water about 20 feet. What? Um, I don't know what was wrong with the sprinklers. There must have been a lot of water pressure because, and they would randomly come on because as I was, as I was seeing the sprinklers on the other side of the green turn on, I was like, oh, that's really weird. I wonder what they're doing. And I, I have this moment. Where time slows and stands still as I see the little fucking prairie dog head of a sprinkler peek up out of the ground five feet away from me, mm. look me dead in the eyes, and just go, Hey, buddy! I thought you were going to say time slowed, it became bullet time, the sprinkler went off, and you hear, and then you just, like, full-on Keanu Reeves, back bent, and sprinkler water went over your body. Yeah, no, that ain't my, that, I ain't about that life. <laughs> You're like, I don't know kung fu. I don't. I don't know. How did it get wet? How did it get How wet? How did it get wet? I just really love the idea of, like, famous movie lines, except if the person delivering them was not as good as they thought they were. I don't know kung fu. Or my personal favorite is, I don't have a particular set of skills. I will not find you, I will not kill you, and I am very upset about what you're doing to my daughter. I love you. <laughs> no, I love you. Me too. Damn it, Han, <laughs> you fucked up. Oh, it, shit. Wait, hold on. If I remember correctly, wasn't the I Know improvised from Harrison Ford? So what had happened was... Okay. They had done the they had done the uh the takes for that scene a, a bunch of times apparently. Yeah. With you know Han actually saying I love you too. Right. And I don't remember if it was Harrison Ford um who just was just came to George Luke and he's like you know I don't know I'm not feeling this. I it just doesn't feel and I think Lucas was like all right just just do what you feel. Just do Han. Yeah. I can I just say I love your Harrison Ford because it's essentially if you took the way a southern gentleman says mint julep and then turned that into a voice. Hello, it's me, Harrison it's Ford. Just Harrison Ford. Starving Star Indiana Jones. Could you bring me a delicious mint julep, please? I need to fly a plane later. I need to fly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Didn't they take his pilot's license away because he kept fucking up with his planes? I'm fairly sure he did. <laughs> like, and I, I like the idea that it wasn't because he was fucking up with the planes. It's because he was just so dope with planes that other pilots were getting jealous. They were just like, Harrison Ford's so much better than me at piloting, and he's not even a pilot. He's an actor. And they're just like, yeah, sorry about that, kid. I was doing really good good stunts. Good air stunts from old Harrison Ford here. No, he almost taxied into a big plane because he didn't <laughs> listen. <laughs> My bad. No, no, no. He taxied. He almost hits the plane and then, like, backs up, goes around it, and then the window rolls down and you see his hand out like, sorry, waving. My bad. Oh, this is Harrison Ford. He would be flipping them off. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I had a moment like that today where, like, because it was raining, I hit this part in the street where, like, I 
it doesn't fork exactly, but like there's enough room to where if you want to turn right, you can go around the other cars and turn right. Well, I did that about the exact same time another car was coming very, very fast. And thinking quickly, I shot into the middle lane. And I was praying that they would pass me. They would use their momentum. No, they slowed down to make sure they were behind me. And that way they could just keep their eyes on the guy who just did that piece of shit move to them. And I just reached this moment where I was like, I want to be next to them at a stoplight so they could just see this sad boy look over at them and mouth the words, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, I didn't mean to. The rain took me with it. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) And then it's Harrison Ford and then fucking wings pop out and he flies away. That's right. And then he hits the semi truck. So I I had a thought, and it's the kind of thought that makes me realize that one day I will be arrested. And it's just, I was was driving around town and I passed by the elementary school, and it was about the time the school was letting out. And it was just, what would happen? Okay, hold on, hold on. (laughs) I don't like anything, any story that starts with, you know, this will probably get me arrested. I was passing by an elementary school. No. No, 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 no. I'm just saying my brain thinks in this way, so it will do something to get me arrested. This situation, probably not. But as I was passing by an elementary school, like, the the school, the, the, the car riders were all lining up, all the cars were lined up, and all I could think was, like, what if you just got in the line? You didn't get a child, you didn't try to get any child, you just went through the line with everybody else and then left the school. Because you know people to have questions. People have a lot of questions. You get very arrested. I don't think you would, though. Because, like, here's the problem. Like, let's say you get you get stuck in the line. You can't get out. Like, dude, I've had to work at schools before. You can't get out of that fucking car rider line. I had, I did it once. I got stuck in that car rider line. I had to get up on the curb and drive around to get ready for my gig that I was doing that day. Like, it's impossible to get out of that line. So, is it possible? <laughs> I don't believe that anyone with an ounce of self-awareness <laughs> would be able to get stuck in that fucking line. Like, you have to be doing something. You you have to be texting while driving while also trying to fiddle with your radio and looking down to make sure that you uh, have to pick up the water bottle that you dropped on the floorboards before you get caught up in the fucking car rider line in an elementary school. Also, you're on heroin. You forgot that. Oh, hold on, dudes. Let me just flick my doobie out the window. Let me flick my doobie out the window. Hold on. Okay, now I like the idea of this guy in this situation now pulls up the teacher. I don't, it's been a while, so I don't really know what happens on the other end. But the teacher is just like, uh, child's name? It's just like, Malcolm. <laughs> They're like, there's no Malcolm at this school. He's like, I just kind of, I was, I was aiming for one. I wasn't sure. No, no, that's the point where you go, Malcolm. I'm sorry, sir, we don't have a Malcolm. Your eyes open up wide. What school is this? Oh, oh yes! shit! Oh, dude, we just figured out how to pull this shit off. If we ever want to waste 45 minutes of our day by chilling in the car rider line. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, just Malcolm. That's not, Malcolm's not here. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I prefer this version. Uh, child's name, Malcolm. There's no Malcolm here. There better be a fucking Malcolm here. I dropped him off this morning. Where's my child? <laughs> and now you have the lawsuit, not them. Or, what if you go up and you do say Malcolm, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> they Malcolm? <laughs> and then Malcolm comes down, and see, now you have a Malcolm. I, I got my own Malcolm. Uh, he's just like, who are you? I'm like, I don't know. Fuck, dude, I didn't expect for this to work. Um, I'm your dad now. I'm your- Fuck <laughs> off. Do you know your address? No, I'm five years old. Why would I know my address? Fuck, now I gotta be your dad, Malcolm. Thanks. Get in the back seat, Malcolm. I need I need a child seat. No, I want you in the back nope. in the very middle. Why? Because it's a really funny Malcolm in the middle goof, okay? <laughs> I was working really hard on it, Malcolm. She just looks at What's a Malcolm in the middle? Fuck you. You won't remember. Neither does fucking Frankie Moon Muniz. <laughs> Third. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to have to spend at least 13 more years with this motherfucker now. <laughs> what have I done? I'm stuck with this guy, damn it. Malcolm, you are a filthy, filthy-mouthed child. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> fuck off, Dad. You're my dad now. You're my... Wait, hold on. That's you talking to Malcolm? <laughs> you're my dad now, Malcolm. <laughs> He's like, I think you got this backwards. No, you're my dad. You're my dad. And you just Listen turn around. Here, I've never had a dad before, Malcolm. You're going to have to do that. I hope you know how to make PB&J. I'm okay. Going back, let's get let's get serious on this though. What would they arrest you for? There's nothing to arrest you for. You just chilled in the car rider line. There's nothing. You would probably at the very least get a like get interviewed by the police because of suspicious activity. Suspicious activity being, why the fuck are you at an elementary school when you don't have a child? Well, I listened to this podcast, and then now we're both implicated. They're just like, look, you I, you have two choices. You can go to jail for a year, or you can... You can do community service at the Boys and Girls Club for this young boy named Malcolm. And we're like, yeah, we got our Malcolm back. <coughs> and it's the same Malcolm that they had to pull out of your back seat. <laughs> He's just like, this is the worst thing that you could have possibly done. I don't like this anymore. He made me call him dad. I think we've just come up with the next hit inspiring comedy. Where Paul Rudd steals a child and then gives it back, but then for community service has to help that child go get on the basketball team. Oh, can Paul Rudd stealing the child just be the same way that it happens in Mac and Me? Just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think now that would tie it up with a nice bow. No, not now. It's now Malk and Me. Malk and Malk Me. And me. <laughs> Oh, man. And speaking of nice bows, Blake Tanner, you know where you can't get nice bows? At merch.aloadofpurebs.com, but you can get... Well, why the hell not? Fucking, I don't know. BS bows. BSB, make it happen. I'm fairly sure. Anyone out there know how to make bows? Because we'd be (laughs) down for some BS bows. Biz bows, as it were. Or me that biz bow. Or, let's see, we're about a year out of this trend. Who can make a BS fidget spinner for us? I'd love a BS fidget spinner. 
<laughs> um, but of course, at, right now at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, you get merchandise for all your favorite BS network shows. We got Opposite Attraction merch, we got Fight Boys merch, and of course, we got loads of BS merch. I make a brand new shirt for us every single month, and of course, the only way to get it is over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Okay, now, Blake, I, 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 I told you this in the rev up, but um, since, I'm, since we're going on vacation tomorrow, my. My 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 girlfriend, my lady friend is here, and she's trying to sleep. She has now buried herself and. <laughs> what have you been doing for the last hour? <laughs> I'm sorry. You but... shouting beast. <laughs> she's a uh, well, you creature I, I, I of think, loudness. I think she's trying to defend herself against it because she's currently under every blanket I own, and I think. I've, I have this really heavy, like, foam, latex foam pillow, and I think she smothered herself with it. I don't know if she's still alive. I don't know how that is, but Blake, can we just, like, just to help her get to sleep, can we just, like, BSMR? <laughs> BSMR. It's not ASMR, it's BSMR. Okay, Scotty. Hey. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh. Uh, my lips were a little wet. I had to. <laughs> Sorry, I looked for a I'm little sorry. chat there. That wasn't a very relaxing um, laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to have to tell you something. Okay. Every time, every, every time. Hold on. I got to. <laughs> Please stop. Oh, God. I don't know if that's nice or not. I don't know if that would trigger ASMR or not. Are you, what, you, you mean that nice little rip? I know the that breath nice would. nice little vape rip. I, well, I know the breath would. I actually may have just got tingles from you, and I don't like that, Blake. I don't want that friendship. I don't want that to be part of our friendship, but that breath got it. I was like, oh. Oh, Blake. Oh, fuck you. I like you jumped away from the mic furiously. Like, I can't let this laugh slip into this relaxing-ass sesh we're having right now. Oh, fuck. So, so I think we need to make the official BS ASMR video, and I, I mean, I understand a lot of people like just like gentle, hold on, let me just, let me just get my, if I can just have some tapping, some like gentle tapping, some people are into that, I really like like ASMR role plays though, so who could oh we, oh god, who could we, <laughs> well, who could we bring in <laughs> to do a role play? Well, there's this really, really cool ASMR video um, okay. where you are picked up from the airport <laughs> by your by your really good caring and supportive friend Funky Kong from DK64 <laughs> What? <laughs> this is a real thing too, isn't it? It is a very it's a very real thing. DK Okay. No. Do do you uh, um I'll post you the link for later. Okay. I'm gonna post it in the Twitch chat because everyone's gonna need to see this. <laughs> we'll just relax right now. Now, Blake, I think right now what we're gonna do is um. <laughs> get I had I had Tibbs post it for okay, me. Thank you, thank you. Tibbs posted the link to the official fucking dumbass Kong ASMR video. Hey, hey, but, hey! You know I heard you were looking for some uh, oh shit. ASMR roleplay. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't really play any other roles but myself, but let me tell you something. I can play that role really damn well. 
You know what's bad? Earlier when I was thinking of this goof, I was like, it'd be hilarious when he came out until I realized, no, it's actually kind of soothing. <laughs> Thunderbird you know, is rather soothing. I guess my uh, my voice is just too good, so let me tell you about these Baudelaire orphans. <laughs> okay, hold on. So, Blake, mm. I'm going to set the scene for this ASMR video. You go... Mm -hmm. And you're getting ready for your television debut. And you want your hair to be as luscious and beautiful as possible. Okay. And okay, you sit okay. down, like, you know that's a very popular is the haircutting ASMR. But, of course, this one's going to be different because you're getting your hair cut by the man with the most gorgeous hair of all time. And as you walk into the barbershop, Damn. you just... <laughs> <clears throat> duh, duh. Da, da, da. I woo. Oh fuck you, big man! The nature boy is here, <laughs> and he's here to give you the tingles. I am a sixteen-time tingle champion of the world, and I am here to cut your hair. Stop. Stop. Whoa, Rick! You're just—you're just making snipping sounds. <laughs> I'll be honest. I forgot my scissors when I got into the recording booth, and I definitely—I fucked up on this one, guys. I'll let you know that right now. You're. That's <laughs> gonna be Rick. Oh God, Rick! You're biting my hair. <laughs> Stop. I don't feel. I don't like ah. this. <laughs> and then, and then it becomes an eating ASMR roleplay. No. Get I those, get those adult. smacks in. My hair's all soggy. Uh. <laughs> uh, now, I think there's another one we could probably do. A nice cooking roleplay. <laughs> How did it get burned? How did it get burned? Oh. Um, Nick, what? How did what get burned? My toes. I was making a delicious breakfast. And then the toast got. He really turns into Owen Wilson when you get quiet with him. Wow, Nick. What? Okay. How'd your toes get so burned? Wow. Wow. Oh, God. No, what's bad is the fact that, dude, I'm fairly sure there's already an Owen Wilson impressionist ASMR video, and it's the best shit of all time. Wow. Wow, let's get these tingles up. Let me just... No. Let me get, get right in that ear and just... ka -chow. Gonna ka -chow right in your ear. <laughs> Please, Please, I don't no. want you to ka -chow in my ear. <clears throat> ka there's another one. Hey, do you want a nice ka-chow right <laughs> It's amazing how many voices are impossible to impersonate in a deep voice. Because, or in a quiet voice. Because I just tried to do Obama and my brain shut down. I am... <laughs> <laughs> My fellow Amer Nope, that's Bill. That's Bill, that's Cl Bill Clinton. Bill, that's what are you uh, doing here? 
You're too creepy. I'm very sorry about that. No, it's not possible. No. You can't do a quiet My, Obama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <You can't. laughs> what is that? Is that Bush? Is that George Bush? <laughs> That's the only thing I could do. That's fucking Bush. I, I couldn't get. That's how. That's how I kind of get into doing his voice. But fuck, I just couldn't get past that quietly. <laughs> oh, my fellow, fuck, I can't do it. I can't. All right, listen up here, boys. <laughs> it's me, Richard R. Nixon. Oh my god, presidential ASMR is literally the worst shit on the fucking planet. Let me... No, that's that's Clinton. I can't stop doing Clinton. It was almost more Hans Molman. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the Hans ASMR channel. Today I'm going to tell you the 50 ways I thought I could die today. Unfortunately, none of them succeeded. That's number one. No, you're turning off this one. Oh, next. Oh, man, who else can we bring in? Who else can we bring in for the BS of our video? Oh, God. Something. <laughs> We're just both quietly now just being like, who the fuck can we impersonate in a quiet voice? Who can be a quiet voice? Really surprised. Wow, he's really easy to do down here. Like, it's not hard to yeah, whisper. It's ah. such a. It's ah. because most of what he does is just really, really, really rich. Yeah. It's oh, really yeah. nice, That's really right. rich. Well, what's weird It's a very uh, meaty voice. Well, what I'm also going to do during this segment, I think, is I'm going to put you in everyone's left ear and me in everyone's right ear, and it's just going to be like a fun ear-to-ear -ear experience. So, Blake, you want to get in on that left-ear action real quick? Hey. 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 Look at that. <laughs> the dumbest shit of all time. Hey. 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 Do you know, hey. I think I know who's going to be doing this ASMR, and it's going to be me. I'm going to be talking to my yes. good friend, Peter. Hey, Joe. Peter. Joe, how's it, how's it going, Joe? Hey, Pete, Pete, wow, let Pete, me tell Pete you something. Go pretty low toe. I didn't we think gotta about be that. pretty, uh, we gotta <laughs> be pretty quiet over here, Peter. That's right, Peter. Fuck you. And then Fuck it just gets into like, this. Peter! Oh, Jesus! Peter! <laughs> I love, hey, Momoa, Momoa, do you wanna come in and do this shit? You wanna do ASMR? What the fuck is that? They're just whispering into the microphone. I've got no idea what the fuck this is. Uh, yes, hello. Oh and shit! This is this is Mr. Honeypot. You may know me from the Fight Boys podcast. It's been a while since Honeypot. And my entire life is spent in this voice, and it's just everybody around me tingles as I speak. I it's a curse. It's my gift. It's my curse. I am Spider-Man. No, I am Tingle Boy. <laughs> God, the worst superhero of all time, Tingle Boy. All he does is make people tingle with ASMR. Although, to be fair, that's what Bob Ross was. 
And that motherfucker was a hero to generations. Hello, everybody. We're just going to paint us a happy little tree. That's Matthew McConaughey. We're just going to stick with it. He's a very, Matthew's very good at ASMR as well. There's some people who aren't that good at it. I have no idea what you could mean. Well, I mean, just to be fair, some people are good at it. Some people aren't. Fuck you. Yeah, I think I think Momoa's ruining some people's tingles. <laughs> I would love the one per like you know Mabim Bam once did the episode that was like parody ASMR the whole time. I've actually used that to sleep before. If anyone tries to sleep during this, like they'll be like, "Wow, that Patrick Warburton double ear, yeah, it's very nice." And then just all of a sudden, "How the fuck do you think you are?" Oh Jesus. Man, Momoa, he always knows the best way to ruin a segment yes. and to just bring it to a screeching halt. Well, Please, now, God, I want to die. I'm just trying to think, how, how can I do a quiet Tim Carrey? A quiet Tim Carrey into Carrey SMR. <laughs> no, ASM Carrey. How do you do I? So you have matched my... Oh, God. We found the creepiest voice to do in ASMR tone, and it is, in fact, Tim Curry. This is this is what I imagine is the Venn diagram of people who like ASMR and people who are just utter masochists. That's and right. when that overlaps, that's this segment. <laughs> faithful handyman. I'm just a little frog died because it's the worst voice. Like the the sound of that voice is the feel. Like that is molestation in audio format. Hey, it's me, a very quiet Jim Carrey. How? <laughs> oh, it was it's better because you couldn't see your fucking face. Orhana <laughs> mean. ASMR. That was not, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I have the ultimate challenge to myself for ASMR. And uh, let me see. Let me try to think of a good scenario for this, I guess. Um, okay, he's doing a cranial nerve exam for you. Uh, because he's suspicious that something has gotten into your blood. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm here today... To inspect your cranial nerves, because I've been told you've enjoyed some gummy bears that turn people gay. So, follow the light. <laughs> it just sounds like, it just sounds like Nick Cage again. Oh my god! Hold on, it's it's a, it's because I can't yell, dude. I'm trying, I'm trying, but it's impossible to do. Alex Jones, quiet. It's because Hello. the man doesn't know quiet. His vocal cords don't allow that. I didn't know quiet until I was a man. You think you think loudness is your ally? I was born in it, molded by it. So what happens if I take that loudness away? Oh God! Oh God! Someone had to have done a remix of. I'm sorry. Someone had to have done a remix of The Dark Knight Rises with Alex Jones under Bane's mask, because holy fuck, that would be amazing. (laughs) 
because I've seen it. I've seen some beautiful things with that man, including a remix of the Ducktales theme song called Kim Trails. Now, do you know who would be a great ASMR? Oh shit, he would. That whole movie was nothing but him ASMRing. The tingles are yours. <laughs> Sorry, you just hear back in response. Why you wanna kill me? Why you wanna kill me? Do you wanna know <laughs> how I got these scars? That's just Owen Wilson again. <laughs> wow! How wow! I got these scars. My face is so fucked up. Wow! <laughs> oh man, hold on. I'm trying to think. I had a. Also, I am the scarecrow. I can't remember what he sounded like, but hey, if we're doing all the movies, let's just go back, baby. Because guess what? The Scarecrow just sounded like a dude. <laughs> I am Dude Crow. Do you know what's spooky? Alright, well, live with it. Oh, how's your Liam Neeson? I don't know who you are. I don't... Actually, hold on. There is legitimate... I can't remember I who did it, but there is an ASMR video where they do the fucking call from Taken, and it still gave me tingles. <laughs> I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you want, but just know, I have a very particular set of skills. Skills that... Fu yeah. This is all I know of that, so I'm just gonna riff after this. Right. Oh, no. Scotty, he got out of the closet. Wait. Oh, God. Misa wanted ASMR. <laughs> Oh, moi, moi. No, Jar Jar, it's too loud. Shut the fuck up. Oh, wait, hold on. If we're just mm -hmm. bringing in Star Wars characters to round it all out. Hello, my friends. Look at my wonderful set of wares here. Let me tap on this mystical box for you. Yes, look at the box of water. Get tingles, fucko. Anyways. Patreon. Horrible. It's, Please. It's fine, Blake, because now I'm just going to sit here and talk to everybody about patreon.com slash load of BS. That's right, everybody. Patreon.com slash load of BS is the only website where you can go and support the BS boys right here. And there's some fucking cool shit over there, I'll tell you that right now. If you donate fucking any amount you get added to our discord you get to chat with us talk to mm -hmm. us and this is the only way we talk and then of course no it, it's not <laughs> of course if you donate any amount you will you'll get shouted out every single week like the patreon saying Deborah Moore like Scott Moore like Alvis Edgehart like Salty Frank the first mate of the BS and the salty pirate of the seven seas and of course, like Miss Fucking Jenny said, this has been BSMR, and let's get back to some fun fucking goofs. And it's never going to happen again. It's never going. It's like that episode where uh, I got my melodica, and I was like, "This be a fun segment." And then five minutes in, we were like, "Oh no, this isn't. <laughs> this is not actually." I I feel like that that one was better than the worst segment of all time, the melodica segment, though. Uh, but Blake, that uh, does mean it's now time for us to do battle as we do every single week. Okay. And then the Buckwild BS Buckwild movie tournament. 
Uh, of course, you've, you have. I, I am down right now. You are three to one right now on the movie tournament. You won last week with uh, Food Fight, a last minute edition from the B. And then you've also had Bad Lieutenant. So you've had two club bangers. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm expecting you to bring the fire this week. And it is brought. <laughs> oh God, I can't. If Tim Allen is in this fucking movie, you've already won, probably. No fuck. Oh no, thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. So the movie that I brought today uh-huh. is known as pass through oh shit i don't know this movie i'm ready for it but let's Um, go we've talked about this man earlier today oh during the rev up yes um directed by neil breen (laughs) oh god a neil breen film okay um so i just i'm going to read the stinger to you first Mm -hmm. partially because there isn't really a passable movie synopsis on this movie Um, okay blake has that segment infected us so much that we're now actually talking quieter because you do seem like i'm really (laughs) really not okay with this Um, we're now turning into npr (laughs) (laughs) oh so what but what happens is Uh let's let me just read this Artificial intelligence from far into the future arrives to immediately cleanse the human species of millions of humans who are harmful to other humans. A visionary, revolutionary film which pushes the human species to the limits of controversial thought-provoking actions. So, okay, hold on. What? <laughs> so every every word that I yelled was bolded in all caps. Well, yeah. So wait, there's uh, something that wipes out dicks essentially it's the asshole holocaust basically so this movie movie? starts out you center up you see neil breen's character which he's just like some druggy um heroin user who lives out in the desert um Uh, yeah but what's his character i know who neil breen is (laughs) (laughs) exactly it just zooms in on neil breen playing neil breen so it, it just kind of shows him and his life for a minute then it passes through to uh, I said the, I said the name of the movie, um, but then it kind of checks over to this group of um, I, I guess they are uh, they're people who are trying to illegally immigrate across the border, um, and this all happens as the title cards show up, and it just shows some great sweeping. These are green screens of the Nevada desert that people walk in front of that is oh. the production quality of this movie and on one of these green screens there is a tiger sitting upon a rock okay this is a this is probably one of the worst superimposed things i've ever seen cuz okay it's just a tiger sitting on a rock okay um, down with it yep so as we, we follow up on this uh, this group of immigrants, very diverse group of immigrants, by the way, um, mm-hmm. uh, and they just, like, they're walking through the desert and stuff, and they break down a fence by just, like, 
try by just like shaking at it a little bit. <laughs> Wait, shaking the fence or yes. shaking a fist at the fence, and the fence well, knew who knew what was good of, for him. They gingerly grab the fence like they're like trying to just shake it a little bit to its senses, and it falls over after just a really ultimate bad... warrior, ultimate warrior that fence down. Yeah, it's a really bad blowtorch scene. But anyway. <clears throat> They get across, and they're they're working through, and you come back to Neil Breen's character, and you see him very obviously die of a heroin overdose. What? Um, to which, all of a sudden, another Neil Breen rises out of the dead body of the first Neil Breen. Of the new brain, yes. New brain, and this starts one of the very many long diatribes that Neil Breen's character goes on where he basically essentially just says the stinger for the movie that he is a robot or an artificial intelligence that has come back from the future to cleanse the human race of all evildoers. So Terminator Except he's got magic, basically. He's got, I'm sorry, repeat. Magic. (laughs) Magic. Magic. Um, so what happens after this is, um, it shows the, the, um, the refugees, and it just intercuts between them, or the immigrants, and Neil Breen doing his stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the scenes is just Neil Breen in his dirty denim shirt with the rolled up sleeves, walking into this party of really well-dressed, like, high-class socialites. Yeah. And no fucking shit. Every time he walks up to one of these conversations, they're basically just talking about, oh, oh, guess how evil we are. Do you know how evil we are? They're just very open-mouthed about the horrible deeds they do. It's like, yes, I'm a lawyer, but I, I helped a murderer go free the other day. And my pharmaceutical company, we're upcharging them 10 billion percent. A lot of people are going to die, but we're going to make tons of money. Would you like another baby skull? It's delicious. It's wonderful. Each time this happens, Neil Bring goes up to the conversation, and he, he just, like, is like, you know how fucked up that is, right? And he walks away. This ends with him walking out of the mansion as the mansion explodes. Now, Blake... I feel like you acted too well there when you said your brain line. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's really fucked up. That's really fucked up. There we go. That there seems go, better. Yeah. Um, after this, it shows a, a newsroom, if you could call it that. It looks... This is one of the other worst, like, CGI effects that I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Um, because none of it is real, and it is just a couple of reporters sitting at a desk, t- very casually talking about how the president and most of Congress has just disappeared, like poofed out of existence. <laughs> okay. Along with, uh, at this point, thousands, if not millions of other influential rich people across the world. Okay. And then, like, oh, you know, this is real weird. First it was the politicians, and then it was the lawyers, and then the pharmaceutical companies. Who's next? 
and then they disappear. Oh. And Neil Breen walks into the fucking newsroom, and he goes <laughs> off on another diatribe, saying that he is an intelligence far from the future. So wait, the, hold on, wait, the, the newscast... Was that in the past, or is it in the future? So as he's wiping them out, people are disappearing in the future. No, or... this is in the present. This is all, like, he is wiping people out as he is talking on the newscast. Oh, so he's that kind of magic. He's very Also known magic. as bullshit kind of magic. Exactly. At one point, Neil Breen has a conversation with the tiger that's sitting on the rock. <laughs> hey! What's up? What's up, Neil? And there are some, um, there's another side plot with, like, some teens who are, like, found Neil Breen's radio broadcasts and are trying to find him because, like, to to them, he's their messiah or some shit. Okay. Removing people. And there's this very sick doctor who is leading these teens like a cult leader to Neil Breen so they can worship him. Um... Oh, God. Oh, by the way, Neil Breen does cure the doctor's cancer or whatever he has when they find him. Oh, okay. Uh, which is really nice. And like, I'm not saying this plot has been hard to follow, but when you said the doctor's cancer, I didn't know there was a doctor. <laughs> oh, this was like the cult leader, dude. Oh, okay. He's a doctor. Yeah. Um, or something. Fuck, this movie is not very concise or clear. Yeah. It really just happens. Um, <laughs> it just happens to you. Exactly. So, they pop up, Neil Breen's like, hey, there's no conflict in this movie either, by the way. It doesn't sound like it. Like It's just basically Neil Breen spouting his weird authoritarian, totalitarian views, yeah. and how about how, how he basically wants to wipe out half of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the teens eventually find him, and they're like, how can we find you? How can we let people know that we found you? And he says, here, I'll give you these future jewels. Hold out your hand, and I'll give you these fucking sequins that I call future jewels. I was going to call them chaos emeralds, but <laughs> some fucking assholes got mad, I guess. I'm from the future, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, then they want to follow Neil Breen, and Neil Breen is like, no. Listen here, you you go back to where you came from, and he finds the immigrants. Is like, go back to your home country, and you change that there. You start revolutions. You literally have nothing, and I'm not gonna let you be in America. But go back from where you came from and make it better. Boy, there's something like real bad about the way that sounds. There's so, this whole there's something real bad about this movie because like when you get down to it. This future arc, this future AI, which is just Neil Breen incarnate, yeah. basically wants to commit genocide. Yeah, no, that's straight up what this movie is, and it's really fucking dark. As a matter of fact, this movie ends as Neil Breen's character walks back to the desert where he first came from, and you see the bodies of millions of people that he has disappeared and killed. They're just piled up in the desert. 
In the movie where multiple people are killed by Neil Breen, the most horrifying thing to me is when he's like, you're not allowed in America. Go back to your own country and make it better yourself, asshole. Yep. That's probably the worst because I'm fairly sure I have relatives who have said things like that. Probably. Okay. Ma- actually, now he does say at that point, he's like, I have removed all the bad people. You're good, dog. <laughs> You're good, my dude. Anyways, Breen away! Hey. And he goes away by disappearing with all of the other bodies back to the future, I guess? So he brought the corpses to the future. Yeah? He's just like, I brought this present. He's, it's the equivalent of a cat bringing you a dead bird. He's like, I brought you this. Alright, so that was your film. That was, yeah, that was pass through. I now, don't think I, I could have done as good a job because I didn't have a real plot summary. But that's yeah. really, like, this is my bottom card right now. Oh, yeah, no, I'm stuck between two. I was stuck between two, and I found one before the stream that I really enjoyed. But as problematic of a film as your yours is, I think it would only be best if I... If I... If I, uh... Re- returned volley with an equally problematic film oh good which makes me mad because it stars a man who i really enjoy his work he i mean he's come up he's like done a lot of very good films he's an excellent singer an excellent actor and he's at like he said the funniest words of all time he actually said the funniest sentence of all time which is of course maui oh god but this is not, it's not, it is Sasha Baron Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha Baron Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sasha Baron Corbin. Oh, that's my new favorite thing of all time. It's Sasha um, the Lone Wolf. Sasha the Lone Wolf, but it's not Borat. It's not um, the other one he did where he was a gay New Zealand dude <laughs> or whatever. Um, this is a little film called Grimsby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That was the sound of a man realizing he just lost, I think. Hold on. Apparently, someone related to Sasha Baron Cohen also did the music because the music is by someone named Aaron Baron Cohen. Aaron Baron Cohen. Aaron Baron Cohen? And so, uh, this film is about a guy named Nobby who just, he's like this piece of fucked up British dude, right? He likes to be British and do <laughs> drink alcohol. Yeah. And so it turns out Nobby has a little brother who's like one of MI6's top fucking agents. Like he is uh, A-list number one best agent MI6 has. And he doesn't know he's, or he knows he had this brother, but like they've been separated for numerous years. And so um, apparently... Uh, he, Sebastian, who is the brother, he goes to, comes into information about Rhonda George, who's a philanthropist, and she's apparently a potential target for assassination. And so, um, apparently, Nobby's brothers, or like his friends, are like, your brother's gonna be at this fancy place! And Nobby's like, I should go reconnect with him! And so, they... Hold on, up until this point, I would just like to say, this is just a dude named Nobby, and it's like, I need to talk to my brother. <laughs> exactly. And and my brother happens to work for MI6. <laughs> Far away. 
And so uh, Sebastian ends up at the event and he sees the hitman who's trying to kill the target. And he's just like, oh no, he's got, not everyone talks like that. I'm sorry. He, this is, oh God, who is, what's the guy <laughs> playing? Sorry, I just ran ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Mark Strong. So he's got like this real deep manly British accent. He's just yeah. like, all right, I see him. I'm going to take out the target. And then as Sebastian is about to, like, take out the gun, Nobby grabs him and gives him a hug, and instead he shoots a Jewish-Palestinian boy who has AIDS, and the blood lands in Daniel Radcliffe's mouth, giving Daniel Radcliffe AIDS. So we're, like, in the first 20 minutes of this movie, and we've already got a small Jewish boy with AIDS. By the way, boy's name is Shlomo. So if you want anything more offensive, oh. you can't get it. Then his blood goes into Harry Potter's mouth and gives him AIDS. Also, this movie is only 83 minutes long. Oh, thank God. And so uh, then the two brothers end up going on the run, basically because Sebastian, he really messed up because he gave Daniel Radcliffe, his a- gave Daniel Radcliffe AIDS. And so then they decide to ha- hide is, is out. Is Daniel Radcliffe, and I love the guy, he's a great actor, is he that influential of a figure where giving him AIDS accidentally by shooting a small Palestinian boy? I feel like the shooting the small Palestinian boy was the problem, Blake, not giving Danny I, Radcliffe AIDS. See, that's what I was saying. You did frame it to be like the bigger deal was Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> has AIDS. Yeah, um... Which, by the way, I'm almost positive Daniel Radcliffe is not in this film. I'm almost positive it is a stunt double. <laughs> um, and so then the two brothers hide out at Nobby's home in Grimsby, and that's why the movie is called Grimsby. Um, and MI6 now thinks Sebastian has gone rogue and has now sent an assassin to, t- to track him down. And uh, then Sebastian like is just like, No, I'm innocent! And uh, then all of the... Like, the assassin finds the two brothers at a pub, and they rush out of the pub, but then, um, then Sebastian is struck with poisonous darts, one in his shoulder, and one in his, uh, beepus. Oh, no. And in just an absolutely hilarious scene, and not at all the worst thing on the planet, Sasha Baron Cohen has to suck the venom out of uh, uh, of the ball sack of his brother. Now, Blake, I know what you're thinking. That's probably the worst thing in this movie. Blake At Tanner, point, you're, Blake, you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> I'll just say right now, you're wrong. At this point, I am so upset... ...at this whole thing happening right now in front of me... <laughs> ...that I just want to stop this whole contest. Um... Uh, then they end up going to South Africa. I'm not sure why. Apparently then Sebastian accidentally does heroin. I don't know why. And then apparently Nobby has to assume Sebastian's identity and go undercover. I don't know why. <laughs> and then uh, some funny situations happen where Nobby seduces the wrong woman. Are they really funny or are you just saying that? What? <laughs> Are these situations funny, or is that something you're contractually obligated to say? No, this situation, like, this movie is not that good, dude. <laughs> um, Sebastian arrives, assumingly not doing heroin anymore, saving Nobby, and uh, turns out that the 
Russian guy got some virus, like, to kill people. But unfortunately, the MI6 dude kills her and his men before uh, she, she can get him any more information. Now, Blake, here's the scene that made me realize that I have a real club winner here. A club banger, if uh-huh. you will. <laughs> that was the worst phrasing. So, to the, remember, they're in South Africa, and they're trying to outrun the men, uh, the, uh, the MI6 assassins. So they hide in the one place that you would think to hide when you're in the savannah of Africa. Oh, no. And that is inside of an elephant's vagina. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I know. We're getting some real Ace Ventura when nature calls, climbing out no. of the... I don't know. The Ace Ventura scene was funny. Well, Blake, what about when it gets really hilarious when another elephant comes up and starts no. fucking the first elephant? No. I know. And, uh, yeah, I'm not saying you see everything, but you see everything. And you'd think you'd see the beginning of it and they'd cut. No, they go to completion. Um, And then after this scene where they get jizzed on by a giant elephant, they have what appears to be like a really nice scene between each other where Nobby's just like, "Your your parents only wanted to adopt one of us and they weren't able to decide, so I ran away so you could have a better life. You got a little cum on your cheek. And so, uh, then they go to Chile. I don't know how, like, they went from England to South Africa, now to Chile. And it's a football, a footy game between England and Germany. And they realize that the Russian syndicate, what they want to do is unleash this virus on the football match. But, and they end up capturing Sebastian. And, uh, it's revealed that they're releasing it through fireworks. Uh, Nobby eventually finds Sebastian, but the bad Russian man intercepts him, takes him out, but then Nobby gets his gun and shoots him in the head, and now they go back to the arena, and they are trying to take out another bad person. I didn't do a lot of studying, because once I read Elephant Ejaculation, I was like, I don't need to try. Um, Chill Count, the MI6 guy tries to kill Sebastian, but wait, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, oh, I don't know why I didn't read this earlier. So. Oh, no. You would think at this in this scene, because they're in Chile, that Nobby would be the one to save his brother. No, no one of Nobby's 11 children throws Shlomo's wheelchair at him, meaning they took the Judah, Jewish Palestinian boy, ripped him out of his wheelchair, and what? whooped that wheelchair at uh, the MI6 guy. And so, yeah. I don't know exactly what... I think we've lost the plot here a little bit. Yeah. So then, uh, apparently at some point, Nobby shoots the soccer ball from the match and it deflects it into the goal, letting England win. And then the referee, who was like, uh, that's not legal. Nobby shoots him as well. Okay, that one's actually kind of funny. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. They find the fireworks with the virus. And in order to stop them from going off, they sit on the fireworks as they go off. I guess that's a good way to defuse it. I don't know. Shit. Um, then when they return to Earth, 
Nobby's gun goes off and it hits Daniel Radcliffe and then his AIDS blood spills into Donald Trump's mouth. Oh, so there's a happy ending. There is a happy ending! Um, it's reported that Rhonda, who's, I guess, the bad person, is arrested. The Grimsby brothers died, in air quotes, and Trump has AIDS. And Shlomo is, is in custody! This poor Jewish Palestinian boy! Um, oh, and apparently, at the end, the virus that was, you know, they were sacrificing themselves because of the virus. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. virus didn't kill them because the antidote to it is, in fact, elephant semen. Because, fuck it, let's pop that in there. Um, let's see. And then, there's just a whole lot of, like, the rest of the film is just a lot of knobby killing people. (laughs) Like, the rest of the, I shit you not, is, like... Eight weeks later, Nobby accidentally kills their entire their entire team. Oh. Uh, Post credit scene: Nobby shoots another man after they ask for directions. Like, I didn't want like uh, I don't want this film to exist. But man, I only am happy that I'm comfortable in the knowledge that. No matter which one of my movies that I pick from here on out, or before, (laughs) whatever goes up against this one will lose. (laughs) Or, no, this one will lose. I will not rest until this film is gone from this (laughs) contest. Oh, I don't like it either. I don't like this film, but I just had to toss it out. Also, I'm just going to toss this one in. Um, apparently the people who live in Grimsby, they were a little bit upset with the way Sasha Baron Cohen depicted them. You fucking think. Yeah, there's no way. Um, oh my god, Eric Idle's in this? Eric Idle doesn't need to be in this. Eric Idle, please. So, Blake, that was my movie. And, uh, I'm moving on to the second round. That's all I can say, big man. <laughs> You better be glad. (laughs) The look on your face is the best. That I picked the worst movie that I have because I have my other three lined up right here, right now. Oh, yeah. And they're nothing but exceptional. I've got my next week's. Don't worry. All right. So, Blake, (laughs) what did you learn this week? I learned that apparently all you need is a fucking elephant vagina. To take out, well, I, no, actually, all you to need get, is ele- well, all you need is an elephant vagina to give Donald Trump AIDS. <laughs> the worst sentence. And I learned that that segment was poison, and I'm sorry I came up with it. But hey, maybe we got someone to sleep during it. Oh, they definitely went to sleep after they turned off the podcast. <laughs> They were just like, wow, that segment was rough, but the next one should be fine. Elephant come. Fuck. Okay. Can we just call this episode trash? This episode is just called... <gasps> Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Yeah, you know what, Blake? It, it, I'm happy this episode was bad. Because that means by comparison, next week's episode is going to be amazing. Because next week is episode 6 T. Nine! Yeah! Oh, nice. (laughs) 
Sick, dude. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Nice. So, Blake, where can... Actually, that's going to influence my choice of movie for next week. (laughs) Okay, so uh, where can they find you on the internet, Blake Tanner? You can find me hiding away from all elephants. I was like, where would you be hiding, though? Um... I guess right here, because there aren't any elephants. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Instagram, I guess. I'd just fine. And find me doing the other podcasts on the BS Network, and I also do video game videos on video games and video, video, video games at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. That's the Darkroom, V-I-D-Y-A. My plot has broken you as a man. <laughs> You're just like, I guess, fuck it. Follow me on Twitter. It's I don't just the me. fact that... It was so bad. Yeah. But the only reason that it won was because I wasn't anywhere near the top of my game this week. And it's my fault. (laughs) And I'm so sorry. This is the post-game interview. I'm I'm sorry. I let the team down. I really... I'm going to bring my game, though, next week. You pick yourself up after a loss like this, coach. And you can find me on... You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Quizzle Corp. And then, of course, there's Quizzle Corp Risen. And then BS vs. the Gods, a book with a much better plot than Grimsby. There's no elephant vaginas at all. Nothing horrifying. Just a whole lot of fun between me and Blake as we take on some Grecian gods in an epic battle. And it's actually available in physical copies now as well. So if you want it in hardback or paperback, you can get it that way, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to uh, find all the other amazing BS Network products online at a load of pure BS.com. There's this show, Opposite Attractions, the show where I build my own theme park. And, of course, Fight Boys, our pro wrestling podcast. Of course, make sure to donate over at patreon.com slash a load of BS to support all of these good BS boys right here. And then, of course, make sure, if you guys haven't done it before, to check us out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash a load of BS. We record BS live. We record Opposite Attractions live. We're working on getting Fight Boys live. And, of course, I stream video games every once in a while over there as well, ladies and gentlemen. So check that out. And, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon, find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and remember you can find both of us on Twitter at a load, oh god, at a load of your BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week! I wonder if this is how Tom Brady felt after he lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs>